0: dark cast network the light shines brightest on our indie podcasts
1: hi this is kelly and this is jenna you're listening to odfm
0: this episode is one die job from murder
1: dye job I you like know it.
0: it's really perfect for me because my it hair is, is never the same color for more than like three months at a time um i, get, I get bored you know, i get that i get it i get bored so mine's a strange hue at the moment but we'll wait we'll see what's what all right well well you might want to wait before you dye your hair to see what happens in this episode brianna better not be planning to murder me my hair <laughs> <laughs> right
1: you hear that brianna Right. Or if you do, okay. at least record it so yeah. Yeah, right. so Jen can
0: give me yeah give me the, all the details so I can do a really <laughs> nice episode on it <laughs> memorial yes I have a I have a list of uh you know potential episodes I want to research but I just it's it was that whole week between Christmas and New Year's lull where I couldn't oh, yeah. motivate myself to do anything and then a friend of mine who listens to the podcast mentioned he's like well do you know my favorite all time true crime story and i'm like i don't know what is it and he's like uh he starts to tell me about it and he's like yeah he's like i got it from this documentary called the imposter and i was Ooh. like oh so i google it right away and i have access to watch it and he's like i'm not gonna tell you anymore you just watch it and yeah i was like 10 minutes into the episode and i was like oh this is my next story <gasps> Ooh, and it's excited. not even out of florida <laughs> But it is buckle up. This Ooh. this story is crazy. This <laughs> this I've, is crazy. That's perfect because I just attached a seatbelt to my oh, podcast chair. Good. good, good. You're gonna need it. Yeah. You're gonna need it. All right. This story. I, I keep I keep thinking. I'm like, this didn't happen that long ago. This was 1994, and there are people listening to this who were born after 94 that are gonna be like. This is a really old story. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. That was
1: my right. But first to me, it's like college, right? Right.
0: First so, year like, college. I was a air quotes grown up, right? No, not grown up. Adult. Air adult. quotes adult. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. I could. We could vote.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. So, June thirteenth, nineteen ninety four. Thirteen year old Nicholas Barclay was playing basketball with friends near his home in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, hi, Blue. <laughs> and my dog is like, oh, I want to hear. Basketball? You you watch yes, the you watch the documentary with me. You know all this. You see. Yeah, down. she's like ball. Somebody don't ball. give away the ending. So he's he lives near uh, San Antonio, Texas. Um, the sun is starting to go down. His friends are starting to go home. So he calls home to ask for a ride. Okay. And his older brother Jason told him to walk home since he wasn't that far away. Oh, yep. Sounds
1: like an older brother,
0: mm-hmm. right? Like, dude, just walk, right? So Nicholas is like, all right, can, can I talk to mom? Give me, give, give the phone yeah. to mom. And he's like, no, she works nights; she's sleeping. Just oh you're gonna have to walk, man. So like I'm he's not gonna waking regret
1: her. this. I feel like oh, he's gonna regret this. Yeah,
0: right. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. Nicholas Patrick Barclay was born on December 31st, 1980. He was raised by his single mother, Beverly Dollarhide, which instantly rang a bell with me, but I didn't know what it was. But it's because I read all the Hannibal books. And Red Dragon, the guy, his name was Francis Dollarhide. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Because I, I was like, "What do I know that name from? What do I know that name from?" So ah, anyway, okay. um, so I just thought that was really weird. It's spelled different. Crazy. I think in the book, Hyde was H Y D E, and she spells it H I D E. But oh, okay. still, it kind still. of like was like that's cool. Ooh. Nicholas had two much older siblings: uh, his sister Carrie and his brother G- Jason. They were both like out of the house or oh, old enough okay. to be out of the house, I should say. Nicholas looked like a sweet young kid. He had blue eyes and pale blonde hair and like the fashionable like bowl cut. Oh, you know? Yeah. You know, it was like straight and oh, uh, or, yes. oh wait, my God. my friend had it, what did he call it? The butt the butt cut, you know, where it's like yes. parted. I think his might have been on the side a little bit. He was looked just like a sweet I'm trying to remember. There was some singing group that
1: had like, oh, not gosh. like NSYNC or something like that, but
0: had the hair right. It yeah. was it was a anyway. very early '90s look. Yeah, he looking at his pictures, he reminded me of like the kids from the show. Remember Home Improvement with the three boys? Oh, yes. I felt like oh, he could totally God. have just
1: like slid right into in one of those it. roles. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, right. Except Nicholas Barclay was no angel. uh Oh, at thirteen he already had a juvenile criminal record with Whoa. charges of breaking and entering stealing stealing and truancy like oh, he no. did not show up to school <laughs> like, Whoa, just, oops. his 13. mother said at 13 right i'm like oh my god oh, his mother god. said he was hard to discipline and even violent towards her at times Uh oh like, that this was a, is
1: not a one of thing. those
0: uncontrollable kids so she had actually asked her older son, Jason, to move back in with them, hoping that he would like help. Like father
1: he, figure. Right. Type.
0: Nicholas yeah. in line. Right. Obviously, yeah. it didn't work because he was like, walk, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, You're helping Thanks. a lot, man. Thanks for helping out. So things had gotten so bad that Nicholas actually had a court date scheduled for the <gasps> next day. And he was facing time at a group home for troubled juveniles. Ooh. Like, Can you imagine sending his <laughs> kid away to a group of oh, no, right? I know. Yeah. So that's, I mean, he yeah, really, it wasn't just serious. like grounding and shit. Like yeah. the, the legal system was getting involved. Uh-oh. Nicholas was very street smart for his age. I don't know how street smart you can be at 13, but probably a mm, lot more than me. Yeah, probably more than me for sure. His family would joke that he was 13 going on 30. He already had three tattoos. Whoa, what? That who like like like, like someone's ones. like doing the the pen tattoo? Yes, exactly. Like oh, from friends. God.
1: Oh, God. Yes. No, I I knew some people that did that. Like when yeah, I yeah,
0: I had a friend that did that, and I was like, oh yeah, huh? That yeah, looks great. Looks good. Looks almost straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're all spaced um, out dots. Yeah.
1: Oh
0: no. <clears throat> so he had. I heard different. I got different. Um. Information on this. He either had the letter T or a cross on his left hand between his thumb and forefinger. It could have gone either way. Yeah. Could have been a lowercase T. Could have been a cross. Not sure. (laughs) Could have been an upside down Uh, cross. right, Right. Any way you look at it. He had the letter J on his left shoulder, which I don't even know what that would go for. And the letters L and N on the outside of his left ankle. None of these are his initials. Well, no, N is, but still, I'm like, I don't, weird. So it was all just initials, Hmm. so not difficult to do as like a home – what do they call it? Like a stick and poke tattoo or Yeah, I don't don't
1: know. know. I just think of them as the pen tattoos. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. Let's
1: not do that. You're not doing great lettering. You're doing like Comic Sans. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Not even Helvetica. Uh,
0: Not even Helvetica.
1: (laughs) You just can't get it that straight.
0: Can you do something with serifs? No, I cannot.
1: (laughs) No. Oh, God,
0: no. That is way too (laughs) street. Right? Oh, no. The day Nicholas disappeared, because he never, uh, I guess I forgot that part. He didn't come (laughs) back. Sorry. Oh, shit. Sorry. His brother said, walk. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Oh, my That was it. The day Nicholas disappeared. That's kind of a very important part of the story that I left out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. You know, it left us (laughs) guessing a little. I guess he's gone. I was going for the suspense. (laughs) (laughs) the day nicholas disappeared his mother had given him five dollars to play basketball in like a neighboring okay. area with friends well that's not going to get him very far no i mean probably she was like here here's five bucks go play with friends she said be home by dinner and then she went to bed because she worked the night shift and Ugh. slept during the day right yikes so nicholas brother nicholas's brother jason said that he told police that Nicholas called later in the day, asking for a ride home. But since the basketball courts were just a little over a mile away, Jason said, "Dude, just walk." But that was the last time anyone heard from him. Good job, Jason. I know, right? That could have been one of the initials. He said he had a J. Oh, he did have a J. Well, I bet you he wanted to erase that. Yeah, guy right there. Like, he was I'm,
1: like, I'm going to-, to get this removed instead Girl, of going home.
0: I don't want your initial on me anymore. Who's going to give me a ride? So initially, though, no one panicked because Nicholas had run away from home several times before, right? sounds like the type, so yeah. Right? So – and he usually showed up after a day or two. Uh, You know, so they didn't really – like when he didn't show up, they were like, okay. Plus, everyone kind of assumed maybe he was staying away to kind of skip court the next day to avoid going to the juvenile home. So again, they didn't worry about it at first. His disappearance didn't even make the news. Oh. Like they, there was no Amber alert, nothing. Right? Wow. It was just, yeah, he didn't come home like, and they just well, kind of.
1: He's right. one of those runaway kids.
0: Exactly. So then, after a few days, police opened a missing persons investigation. But since a 13 year old doesn't have a car, doesn't have mm. credit cards to trace, they really weren't sure where to start looking for him. Yeah. You know, they didn't have like anywhere to go. So days started to turn into weeks. Still, police assumed Nicholas would show up eventually. He was small for his age. He was only four foot eight and he was 80 pounds. He was last seen wearing purple pants carrying a pink oh, backpack.
1: Yes. Oh, in the
0: Early 80s. I'm picturing nylon. Oh. Like windbreaker material. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> what are they called? Those, the Zuba pants or whatever. Yes, that right?
0: Like... <laughs> right? Oh, no. um, I'm sure his pants made noise when he walked. You know, oh, like totally. The... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. that sh- yeah. That's what mm. I'm picturing. So I'm I'm also figuring if he's got purple pants and a pink backpack, like if you saw him,
1: you'd know. <laughs> right. He'd we can noticeable. identify this kid. Okay. Right.
0: His family, however, was convinced he met with foul play. His mother was certain that Nicholas would have accepted a ride home from a stranger because Nicholas prided himself on being street smart. Right. So he's like, But he was also I only four eight and eighty pounds.
1: Yeah, he's just a kid. <laughs> And exactly right. Honestly, if someone came by with puppies or kitties and was like, "Hey, come see my kitties," but like, oh, oh first uh, one out exactly, there, right? Yeah.
0: So, uh, right. Mm-hmm. But still, nothing for several weeks. Then, three months after he disappeared, Jason called police to say that Nicholas was attempting to break into their garage, which was hmm. kind of a weird thing to not like. Hey, my brother's home. Yeah, he's what? breaking into the garage. What? So really weird <laughs> right police came over um, and they found no sign of nicholas or any evidence of anyone trying to attempt to break into the garage so that was weird and jason was like oh well he took off before you got here it was just like jason something random Sus. and the police noted that they were like that was really weird. Yeah. Why would he call us to say he was breaking in? Why would he lie about something like that? Yeah, if he really was, weird. You know, if he wasn't there, yeah, it was really weird. So, but then after that, that's it. There were no sightings, no clues, no leads, oh, nothing. No. And his case went cold. Oh, no, until three years three later. Years. Oh, three years. Three years. I can't imagine being the mom and just this, right. You don't know. Ugh. Three years later, in October of 1997, Nicholas's sister, Carrie Gibson, she's married now, got a phone call saying authorities in the small town of Linares, Spain, had located Nicholas. What? Uh-huh. Right?
1: Weird. Whoa, dude, at least take me with you if you're going someplace <laughs> cool. Right? Oh, my God. You just leave us all behind right. and go to Spain? Yeah, totally. Okay.
0: Nicholas had apparently escaped from a European military child sex trafficking ring. Military? What? Yeah, right? Uh, Yeah. Ah. And had been found near a train station and taken to a youth center. Whoa. Nicholas told, he told the authorities there that he had been kidnapped on his way home on the evening of June 13th, 1994, that he had been taken to the airport and put on a plane to Europe. Then his kidnappers sold him into a child sex trafficking ring. He detailed the torture he had endured for the past three years. And when he finally had an opportunity to escape, he ran. That is so crazy because that's before like, I mean, now you hear about it all the time. Now you hear about, yeah. like, And that child sex trafficking ring was not a phrase that was familiar to me at all. No. So really, really, really prostitution.
1: Weird. I, I I guess I remember yeah. people like hearing about people getting taken to like Guatemala
0: and stuff. But, but still, I, it's in- it didn't. It wasn't a known as that. Carrie Gibson, Nicholas's sister, immediately gets on a flight to Spain. Right? Sweet,
1: I'd be. I don't need an excuse. Just
0: right. yeah. <laughs> Hell, her friends were like, "We'll come with you." Like, mm-hmm. Sure, we'll. Right? Yeah, we. You'll need backup. Right. Yeah. You're gonna need some emotional support. So Carrie hops a flight to Spain, and she's taken to the youth center where Nicholas was staying. When she finally saw her brother for the first time in three years, she just swept him up in a bear hug. She was just, like, so overjoyed. Oh, that gives me chills. Right? (sighs) Nicholas, however, was really nervous and awkward and wouldn't speak much. He was wearing layers of clothing, like a hat over his eyes and like he had a scarf on and all kinds of, like it's warm in Spain, but he was like, okay, like he's kind of trying to hide his identity. He's covered up, right? But everybody was like, he's been through some serious trauma. You know, we don't know what's going on with him. You know, so they just were like, they wrote it off. But there were some other strange things. His pale blue eyes were now brown uh, was he using Latisse? Isn't that <laughs> that? <laughs> Isn't that for eyelashes? Yeah.
1: But I I remember when it first came out. Do you remember the commercial saying it might change your eye color to brown? And I was like, what? What? Oh, that's bizarre. I, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like always afraid to ever try that stuff. I was Holy like
0: cra- it could change your, it eye, co- change your eye color. That's insane. Well, you just gave a little more validation to his story here. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So his his pale blue eyes are now brown. It was obvious that his hair had been bleached, Ew. which he had pale blonde hair before. Yeah, so, so he wouldn't needed. have needed to, huh? Right. Although people's hair color true change, like, like my does. husband's hair was like white blonde as a baby, and then he's clearly has darker brown hair now. Yeah. I mean, it it changes, right? Yep. Okay. Both with my kids too. They both had blonde, so, and now they have brown. So weird. So it was like, okay, I mean, it's strange that it happened in three years, but, you know, there's that whole puberty thing. Hi. Oh, God. Gavin, what are you doing? <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> I have Hi. all this. Okay. Can you close the door? Thank you. Okay, cool. Uh, yep. Uh, Nicholas spoke very little, and when he did, his voice was very soft with a distinct French accent. Mm, okay, that
1: is pretty weird. Yeah.
0: He explained that he had been forced to speak French, only French in front of his captors, or he was beaten. Hmm. I guess you learn it quick that way. Maybe that's yeah, what right? I need. I mean, they do say immersive. Like, you want to <laughs> learn Spanish, go to Mexico. <laughs> and, yes. Like, yeah, live just there, live in it. Yeah. But well, I don't know. I feel like that's also a terrifying prospect, <laughs> right?
1: Well, and this is definitely terrifying. How to
0: say like help, like real quick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shit. Yeah.
0: He also explained that he had been forced to receive chemical eye drop treatments which changed the color Mm. of his eyes to help conceal his identity okay so maybe maybe this was like uh what did you say it was that latisse yeah maybe maybe it was was (laughs) like when it was in the experimental days that's what they they're like let's see what this does right exactly Uh uh-huh so carrie however was certain that the 16 year old in front of her was her lost brother she told him how she recognized his nose and the gap between his front teeth Hmm. So maybe you know. she was just really hoping. Really right. Hard. Mm-hmm. Oh. Carrie had brought a number of pictures with her, and she went through the stack of pictures that she had, and she's pointing out family members going, Remember this? This is the house we lived in. And remember this? This is Uncle So and so. Oh, now. At one point, Nicholas asked her, Is Grandpa still an asshole? Hmm. Which is kind of a weird thing. I felt like that's kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah. Unless, Unless no. New, right. That's a weird thing for someone to say about their grandpa, Mm -hmm. unless, like. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm really excited to see you and everything, but is grandpa still an asshole? Right. I
0: thought thought that was like, that's a really (laughs) weird way to go with that. Okay, cool. No, grandpa died when you were two. You don't remember that. (gasps) Yeah, that would also be really, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So, before they were allowed to leave Spain, the local authorities asked Nicholas to identify five family members from photos that he'd never seen before. And she just showed him a bunch. She just showed him a bunch. But they were Mm -hmm. different photos, but still, she just showed him a bunch. He was able to name all but one. So four out of five, which, what is that, like a B? What (laughs)
1: is that? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Yeah, probably a B.
0: When Nicholas, when Carrie and Nicholas arrive back in the U.S., they are greeted at the airport in San Antonio by their mother and other relatives. And his family is all elated to have him. Of course, yeah. His mom is like so excited Nicholas stayed very guarded, but his family was very understanding when they yeah. got home. It, they, you know, they were hugging him and stuff. But he, you know, he was he was still doing like the hat and the, he was still bundled and stuff. But I've also heard that people that are like have sexual trauma and stuff, yeah. like they cover up. Like they're like, yeah. I don't, they don't be want to be seen or noticed. Yeah.
1: So they're
0: like, all right, you know, cool. the The only thing that was weird was when he finally saw his brother Jason. Jason barely looked at him and just kind of glanced over and said, good luck, and then left. Whoa. Okay, something suspicious about Jason. Yeah, right? That's Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. U.S. authorities and a few members of their extended family were really kind of suspicious, though, Mm -hmm. of Nicholas. They're like, this is still really weird. There were a lot of unanswered questions like – how did he end up in Spain without a passport?
1: That's what I was wondering too. Like right? I guess at that time it was a lot more relaxed, but not True to the point where you yeah.
0: Right. His hair had been bleached, but you know, his roots were starting to come in very dark, mm-hmm. which I can totally relate to. Yeah. Um <laughs> although I will say my hair is like a medium brown, mm-hmm. but when my hair is bleached and my roots come in, they look black. They could have been it like stands like if, out more. Right. If his, if his hair had gotten darker and was just like a dark blonde, yeah. medium brown, still as it grows out, it would be like, damn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What'd you do to your hair? <laughs> but it's still, it's growing in really dark. Yeah. People were questioning, is, is that a thing? Can you change someone's eye color with chemicals? Of course, again, this Latisse thing yeah. wasn't out. <laughs> Please don't sue us, by the way. Um, No. Mm -mm. Some people might want brown eyes. Yeah. So it's totally okay. You're ready to have it changed. It was also some people questioned whether a child who is so angry and rowdy and uncontrollable could become calm, collected, and kind. Well, if they're tortured. After a lot of trauma, yeah. Yeah. Changes people, right? So, But his immediate family, his sister, his mother, they immediately accepted him fully. They're like, nope. This is this is him. Nicholas did have the same three tattoos he had when he disappeared. Hmm. Okay. So that's like but you can get tattoos put on. You can get tattoos, right? And if you have shitty tattoos, you can get shitty tattoos very easily, especially if it's in newspapers. And- How yep. did your tattoos get like improved? They look better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have those redone? So the FBI, however, thought it was really weird that the Barclay family hadn't called them. Like they hadn't called and been like, Nicholas escaped. He's home. Like we got to figure out who took him. Yeah, that's weird. I would have thought it was in the news and everything. He's a missing person. They're just like, sweet, he's home. Like <laughs> That was hmm. like – Are they not very up on like – I don't I, – They're not street smart? Yeah, right. <laughs> or, that was kind of yeah. weird, right? Yeah, um, the FBI wanted to interview Nicholas right away because they wanted to get as much information from him as possible while it was fresh in his mind so that they could like try to find out who took yeah, him and, and try to take down the-, the whole ring. Right. Mm-hmm. After the FBI reached out to the family.
1: Because the family uh, didn't do it. I
0: guess the family was wow. like, Oh yeah, forgot to call you. Oh, oh sorry. yeah. We you were, were so excited. List. You know, it was you, asshole grandpa. You know, we <laughs> were was gonna to say,
1: you. <laughs> did asshole grandpa at least get the heads up did right he get, away? Did he get a call? Somebody needed to know. My <laughs> God. Jason's like, I don't give a fuck. I told you to So after the
0: Okay, so after the FBI reached out to the family, an interview was set up at San Antonio's Missing Children's Center. Okay. FBI agent Nancy Fisher interviewed Nicholas and was immediately suspicious. She didn't think that the young man in front of her was 16. Ooh, she thought he was older. Yeah, she noted that he had the shadow of a beard coming wow. in. Well, and that but some some kids puberty comes in earlier. My son's good
1: friend has a full-on giant beard like he looks yeah he looks 19 20 he looks probably 25 full-on beard
0: okay (laughs) so it can happen okay see 17 there you go Uh the and the shadow of the beard it wasn't light hair it was dark hair but again that doesn't always have to match like my cousin has always had brown hair his beard grows in reddish and i've seen other people like that you know it's is yeah. it the norm? No, but it doesn't mean that it's it – doesn't mean it's weird. Yeah, totally weird. But- so, you know, she's like, okay, so he's got really dark hair. He's got brown eyes. And he was really, really uncomfortable throughout the interview. Mm-hmm. But again, anyone recounting serious trauma would probably be really uncomfortable.
1: Totally, of course. Right? It's really – Especially a boy. Like, it's always seen as kind of harder for boys after rape. Yeah. Oh. oh it, yeah. Not that it is, but...
0: Nicholas did give detailed information about how he was abducted and the abuses that he suffered. Mm -hmm. Um, He described how he was locked in a room with other young boys and that every night they were raped or molested. Yikes. By American, Mexican, and European men. Jesus. Yes. He had suffered from broken bones... His right hand had been broken by a baseball bat and it was obvious that his hand had been broken and it didn't heal properly. Oh, oh so, he, you know, he said my hand was broken. and You could see, yep, that yeah. hand has been broken, right? <sighs> he also said he had been burned and there were cigarette burn marks on the back oh, of his neck. Oh, my God. Right? He walked with a limp. Oh, already? I mean, this poor kid. It, oh, my God. He said that they were experimented on. Oh, <gasps> The Latisse. The Latisse. <laughs> uh, please don't sue us. But they're, they're like, see,
1: we're doing our human trials, but they're very humane. Oh my they're God. Only okay. in sex trafficking rings.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> he said that many of the men who tortured them were military, they were subjected to military scare tactics. Yikes. If they spoke English, they were beaten. He and the other boys were moved to different locations, but they never saw where they were going. And so he couldn't give any specifics of people. He didn't have names. He didn't have specific places. Uh, he had, like, details of trauma and what happened, but he couldn't give, you know, names, places, addresses.
1: No, not even of some of the other
0: boys? Guess not. Mm. Okay. So – and he said that each boy was given a new identity, so a new name to be called, Um, and that they had each had their appearances changed in different ways, coloring their eyes, coloring their hair, you know. Nicholas said that the day he escaped, the door to the room they had been kept in had been unintentionally left open, and so he saw his chance, and he took it, and he ran – he said he went through several doors until he got outside, and then he just ran as long and as far as he could and didn't stop. After what seemed like several hours, he realized that where he was was in Spain because he didn't even know where he was. Yeah. Like, right? oh. He was like, right. This looks I different. I see a
1: sign to someplace. Right.
0: Yes. This is not English. He uh, found a train station, and near the train station, he found some American tourists and asked them for help. And the tourist called the authorities from a payphone and said, "We've this kid here. He's got Some no identification. Random child. Yeah, this American <laughs> kid. Just like he needs help. With mm, a French accent. With a French accent. Right. The family. Uh, the Barclay family. I." So the, the mother's name was Dollar Hyde. The sister's name, she's married. I don't know what Jason's last name was. Hmm. Because, so I just keep saying the Barclay family because I don't know what else to call them. Right. But Nicholas's family, right? Yeah. Um, they thought it was best to get Nicholas back into the normal routine of a teenager. Like okay. this would be the best way to help him after all this. So he was enrolled in high school. Um, he started to settle back into life in San Antonio. He was making friends his age. He had a crush on a girl that. They kind of talked like huh. things were kind of going back to normal. Yeah. His parents or not, his, his, his family didn't push him to say, you know, tell us about right. what we've been through or anything. They were like, you know what, we're going to put that behind us if he wants to talk to us about it. Yeah, he he'll talk when he's do. ready. They just took him in and were like, we're going to get you Ooh. back into regular life. Well, hello, I'm Dom and I'm the host of Horror House, True Crime and the Macabre. Horror House True Crime and the Macabre is a delectable delight of true crime and the macabre sprinkled with just the right amount of that dry British humour. Horror House can be found anywhere that you listen to podcasts and is on Instagram at Twitter at HorrorHouse underscore pod and on Facebook at HorrorHousePod. Episodes are released weekly on a Friday or as weekly as studying full-time and working part-time allows. So why don't you make a brew And come join me as I weave tales of horror and discomfort. Until next time, stay spooky. A television producer from the show Hard Copy. Remember Hard Copy? Yes, Hard Copy. So a producer heard about this incredible story of the boy who'd been kidnapped and sold into a European sex trafficking ring, but escaped, right? I
1: believe that's not all over the news, but okay.
0: And so they hired a private investigator, Charlie Parker, to find this kid so they could interview him on the show. Mm. So I think I talk about it later. But basically, like the FBI was like, we don't want you talking to to news people and stuff. Like they didn't want him talking to people because – They want to try to catch the people. They they want to investigate, right? Charlie Parker had to first track down Beverly Dollarhide because she had moved from the house where they had lived before Nicholas had disappeared. Understandable. I'm sure her world was rocked when he disappeared and, yeah. you know, whatever. So still in the San Antonio area, but they had okay. moved from that house. They had moved. So he had to track down, track her down first. When Charlie Parker finally met Nicholas, he was immediately struck by how different he looked from his childhood pictures. He mm-hmm. was like... This is weird, right? yeah he had read about a case where Scotland Yard had identified a man by his ears
1: hmm, like an earprint I've heard of earprints,
0: right because like your ears people's ears are, are different really I mean neat. you'd have to like really go to a, a plastic surgeon and have them like complete I don't even know that you could completely yeah change probably adjust the adjust them I don't know you can like change it right yeah huh so. I thought I thought you'd you'd enjoy this part. So, he went home and he used Adobe Photoshop to take a current picture and a 13-year-old picture of wow. Nicholas and he put them side by side in Photoshop and he zoomed in. Oh my And gosh. the ears were completely different. <gasps> like the way they like where the inside was, the folds, like the whole the, the yeah. shape the, yeah like people oh, have
1: whatever. the the lobes that are attached or the lobes that aren't right and all that kind exactly. of exactly
0: <gasps> and you have different like that's insane. crevices or whatever like yeah, it didn't, ridges whatever it's <gasps> nope didn't line up at all he was oh, like God. oh okay charlie parker immediately was like this guy's a spy Like he oh, went <laughs> all like he, <laughs> he like, goes
1: all the way a spy, a spy because spy. that household you right, know this is a, this is a spy it's totally a spy
0: <laughs> it was the only logical explanation of course <laughs> uh so it was the only thing he could come up with so he was like worried that like this guy was gonna go like place a bomb somewhere oh or something. Like, yeah he was, like he's totally thinking for china
1: or russia right. or something yeah
0: <laughs> exactly oh that's where his mind went that's funny so charlie immediately called f the fbi and spoke to uh agent nancy fisher because she was the one on the case okay they were in the middle of their federal investigation, and they were like not happy to know that this PI was yeah, investigating uncovered it. Right? Um, they're like, you are going to fuck up our shit. Oh no! So they uh, so rather than doing anything about it, they went to Nicholas and the family and said, "Stop doing interviews. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't talk to anybody." But. They're probably like, I could make some money. But they're like, please, we don't want to tip off your abductors. We're Mm -hmm. like trying to find them. There are no abductors. Right. So Agent Fisher started to get concerned that maybe this person claiming to be Nicholas could be an imposter. Yeah. He's like, you know. He's be the right mm -hmm. guy. Oh, no. It led to bigger questions. Like, why wouldn't his family realize it wasn't him? If they knew it wasn't him... If, if that was the case why would they let a stranger come home with them well you're desperate for your kid back right so she's like no he's got to be who he says he is like why would someone lie about that why would a family take in a stranger they, you mm-hmm. like she was just like it's, it's okay. gotta be right i have some theories do you mm-hmm. okay i'm myself The FBI told Nicholas's family that they needed him to fly to Houston to see a psychiatrist who is like a forensic expert to try to help Nicholas process his trauma and then try to recall details that could possibly help them with the investigation. Maybe if he really talked about it, he would be able to, he would say stuff that they would be like, oh, we can use that or, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like a hypnotist.
0: Right. So they were like, okay. So Nicholas met with Dr. Bruce D. Perry of the Texas Children's Hospital. Immediately, Dr. Perry noticed that Nicholas could not speak without his French accent, Mm. which he considered a huge red flag because, in his opinion, a child who was raised in the U.S. by English-speaking parents would still be able to speak without a foreign accent, even if he had been forced not to speak English for several years. He was like, he still should be able to go back and speak English. It's his native language. Yeah, this your is brain weird. is
1: formed on that
0: language. Right, exactly. I don't know. So he was like, that's really weird. Dr. Perry also noted that he didn't observe the physiological changes in Nicholas that he thought he should see when he spoke about what happened mm. to him. He thought that someone rec- recounting uh, a traumatic experience would have changes in posture, pupil size, heart rate. Mm. None of that. He wasn't seeing that. So he's like, this is just. Okay. He, he expressed his concerns to the FBI and he said, in his opinion, this is not Nicholas Barclay.
1: (gasps) Did the FBI listen this time?
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good. Agent Fisher immediately calls Carrie Gibson from like, they're still in Houston, right? So she immediately calls Carrie Gibson, the sister, and drops this bomb that the person they've welcomed back into their lives can't can't be Nicholas based on the fact that this person can't be an American. Yeah. They have determined that he is not an American, so there's no way this is your brother. Yeah. She warned Carrie that this could be a very dangerous person. Yeah. Obviously, he's very good at faking things, Yeah, he's willing to make up an entire story. Yeah. And Carrie is shocked and upset. She was like, you know, she's like floored. Um, so Agent Fisher said, okay, don't meet us at the airport. I know that was the plan, that you were going to meet us at the airport and take him home. Don't meet him at the airport. We will we'll handle this. We will take care of it. Oh, God. Um, we're not going to make you take fake Nicholas home. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, just, okay. When the plane arrives in San Antonio, Carrie Gibson is there waiting. Uh, okay. She greets Nicholas hmm. like the phone conversation never happened. She hugs her brother, is like – how'd it go? You good? Okay. And she takes him home. Hmm. Weird.
1: She involved in this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: so Asian Fisher is now like shocked and confused. She's like, like, I didn't imagine that phone call. Right. Like what, what happened? What the fuck just happened? Like she's, wow. you know, so she immediately calls the U S state's attorney and is like, the fuck do I do now? Like, what, what like, do I do with this?
1: This family's pretending something.
0: Yeah, something's seriously wrong here. And she was directed to allow the man to return to the family for now. Okay. Like, okay, let's, okay, let let's that... see how this plays out. Yeah. Right? I'm like, know. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Private Investigator Charlie Parker just could not let the idea of this spy in the country <laughs> just could not let that go. He's we like, i can't have it I'm not letting this go down. <laughs> I'm not. No. He's deep throated, uh, right? right? <laughs> so he begins interviewing people who knew the Barclay family and gathering information on Nicholas Barclay. Like he's not looking oh. at this person. He's going back and researching the initial case. Okay. Right. I like it. He finds out that the police would be called to the Barclay home two or three times a month. Like, they were well-known to constantly have – Issues. Shit happening at their house, right? And it wasn't just Nicholas? No. It was, like, other shit, too. They said sometimes it was Nicholas, sometimes it was for his older brother, Jason, Mm -hmm. who was a drug addict. Oh, gotcha. Or Beverly Dollar boyfriend or Mm -hmm. boyfriends or whoever was going on. I I didn't find – I couldn't corroborate the evidence, but there was at least one story that talked about the fact that Jason was a drug addict. He got his mom into drugs. Oh. Like, <laughs> so there was – there were drugs in the oh, home. There was no. violence. There was dysfunction. It was a so hot mess. So when Nicholas was – yeah,
1: on that right? road. Okay.
0: So yeah. Yeah. He wasn't just like – he wasn't born a holy terror. <laughs> yeah. This was a hot mess. We know that. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's what we were finding out. Hot mess life. Hot mess. Oh,
0: okay. The FBI – decides to ask Nicholas and Beverly for DNA samples.
1: Yes. Thank you very much. Let's right? do this.
0: Mm-hmm. However, Beverly flat out threw a fit. Hmm. Like the FBI agent said she like literally like laid down on the floor. Oh my God. Then, like a toddler. <laughs> like a toddler and said she didn't need a DNA sample to tell her that Nicholas was her son. It, okay, which psycho. Also, right. The FBI agent is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, says, like who am uh, I dealing high with? High drama. Yeah. Oh, is there anything no. about this case that's normal? <laughs> like,
1: okay. These all are all weird. Such big red this flags. This is
0: all weird, mm-hmm. weird shit. So um, they're like, mm, okay. So the family's like, nope, not doing it. At this point now, the FBI is like, all right, what's the family hiding?
1: Yeah, absolutely. These people are all acting weird.
0: This is all really strange. So- Um, they, the FBI did obtain a search warrant to get the DNA samples as well as Nicholas's fingerprints, which were submitted to Interpol. You know, it didn't say, I don't know if they were able to get a search warrant to get his family's DNA, but they were like his DNA and his fingerprints and palm prints and all that. And they submitted that to Interpol. On March 3rd, 1998, it was confirmed that the person claiming to be Nicholas Barclay was 23-year-old Frederick Bourdain.
1: Wow, Anthony's child.
0: Yes, <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, <laughs> Wait, "Who's an
1: Anthony?" Anthony right. Bourdain. Wow.
0: Well, Frederick. it's spelled Bourdain. I've seen it. Bord- I've heard it pronounced Bourdain, Bourdain. Different people in the documentary bon, bon. said it different ways, but whatever. French. Wow. Right. So, Frederick Pierre Bourdin or Bourdain was born June thirteenth, nineteen seventy four. Oh, in France, he's uh-huh. French. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. He was raised by his grandparents. His mother claimed- And his, his- grandpa was an asshole. <laughs> and they had that in common. <laughs> yes. And they immediately bonded. And that's how this all started. And that's started. how
1: this all happened. Right? Okay. Got it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So his mother claimed that his father was a married man uh, from Algeria and oh. he never met him. So, but he didn't really have any proof. And obviously he didn't yeah. stay with his mom. He was with his- grandparents. Sometime, sometime in his adolescence, he ran away to Paris. There's oh. no. I couldn't get any specifics. It is believed that he has assumed at least 500 false identities. Wow. How do you have time for all that? Right. At wow. 23. <laughs> Shit. At least three of them were real missing teenagers. Oh. So it wasn't just that he stole people's identities. Sometimes he made up identities, but some of them were like missing people, missing kids. God. And he, mess with all these people lives he was lives. short he was small boned like he looked yeah, yeah if you look at pictures of him look. i did not think he looked that long, young but he passed himself off as a teen for like well past after he was a teen wow so by this time frederick had grown tired of pretending to be nicholas barclay because 500 uh different personnel or identities like apparently he You know, he's pretty quick turnaround on those. So he's like, yeah, I've done this for far too long. Gigs up. I I don't, I'm bored or whatever, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I'm ready to take on another identity. Yeah, I'm done with this guy. He admitted to the FBI, that's, that's me. Like, you know, we got your fingerprints and stuff. He's like, yep, you're right. Like he didn't try to deny it or anything. Or, you know, he was like, nope, I'm done. So he tells FBI that back in October, he was the one who called Spanish authorities saying he was an American tourist. And that he had found an American teenager, oh. right? Of course he, he was. He was the one that called in on himself, okay, with no identification. He then he just waited to be picked up, and he was hoping to be taken to a youth shelter. <laughs> he was probably between heists or yeah, gigs I need or whatever. Identities. He's like, I need some right. I need somewhere <laughs> to stay. Right. Need another identity. So this is crazy, and this was. He explains all this himself in person on this on this documentary called The Imposter. That it just is crazy to me. So he gets picked up by police, and of course they're trying to question him. Who are you? You know, where are you from? What's yeah. your name? And at first he's trying not to give them anything. Like he won't talk. He's just trying to act traumatized, right? Because mm, he just okay. wants to be put in a youth sh- shelter, right? I just want to be somewhere. So he refused to talk for as long as he could, and I, I, I still don't understand how this happened but somehow he convinced them to let him hang out in the police department by himself for a while
1: oh no uh, I, where there's access to computers and information and
0: huh. yeah huh i i still don't quite understand i understand this was a small town in spain right like i don't know if they had like opie and uh whatever like <laughs> running the show probably um, but, but like Oh, you want to just hang out here for a while? Yeah, that's cool. Like, are do a lunch. Like, go ahead. Yeah, you know. have fun. Here's the, the firearms key. This blew my mind. He's there. So while he's alone, he calls the National Center for Miss- Missing and Exploited Children in the U.S. Oh my god! Pretending to be Spanish police, mm. and asks them to fax over any missing teenage boys similar to his description. Oh my god. So Wait. he was just like, "You got any missing kids that are around 15, 16? what do you, you know what do you got? Look, let us give you the entire list. See who you might look like. So one of the names that he got was Nicholas Barclay from from San Antonio, Texas. They're like,' we'll, we'll fax over his missing person' sheet her, our information on. He's like, cool. So he tells the Spanish authorities I'm Nicholas Barclay. I was kidnapped from the US and sold into child oh, trafficking ring. God. But when the missing person flyer was faxed over, Mm-hmm. Frederick realized that his hair color and eye color didn't match. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, like, ooh, shit. Big whoops. He also learned of the three tattoos because that was an identifying thing, so it was yeah. on the poster, right? Oh, shit. So, he immediately bleaches his hair. Okay. And then has another teenager at the youth center oh. give him the, ha- the tattoo on his hand. Because mm. that's the most obvious one. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how... The Spanish authorities were not like. Wow, he went through this whole traumatic thing, and his first thing is that he wants to bleach his hair. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that a fresh tattoo? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> it was just like because it would have to look God. red, yeah. right? Yeah. Hand- oh, it yeah. have to look. Ah, uh, I just thought that was like that's anyway. really odd. Okay, so, kudos okay. to them over there. They did yeah. an excellent job. We're good. So <laughs> thanks for letting
1: him access all of our stuff. <laughs> it's like, Wow. Seriously. This kid could have had a career as something else, at least a magician.
0: Oh, my God. Right. I mean, he's he would have made an excellent used car salesman, I bet. Oh, probably. Lawyer. Oh, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Lawyer. So when Frederick found out that Nicholas's sister would be flying in flying to Spain to meet him, he was like, oh, shit. Right. So he kind of panicked. He did the best he could to conceal his face as much as he mm-hmm. could. He had the sunglasses, the hat, scarf. You know, he was just like, you know. Yeah, tr- trying. And he stalled as long as he could, knowing that she was there waiting to see him. And then he finally was like, all right, well, I guess I got to just go out there. So he goes outside to meet her and she just immediately was like, ate it up. yay!" Wow. yeah, um, she accepted him without question. And he was like, okay. I'm just all right. I'm okay. This is not what I expected. I'm just going to roll with it. Oh my god! He said that she had all these pictures, and he was. He said it was weird. He got the impression she was feeding him information because she was. She wasn't asking. Do you remember this? He would be like. This is so and so. Remember, this is our house. Remember, this is the living room. Remember, whoa, yeah, right. And she's naming the people and stuff. So when the police showed him the family member pictures, he was like, "Yeah, it's pretty easy. Like, mm-hmm. I missed one, but God, I figured somehow they were in cahoots before
1: this. Not that <laughs> <up. laughs> weird. Mm-hmm. God, Just because?
0: Right? house str- Okay. Mm-hmm. She's so, like, what an opportunity. Right. So when she is like feeding him the information and stuff, and he's like, "Oh my God, they're going to accept me," he's like, "Sweet, I'm going to get out of Europe." Like he's a wanted man, you know? Like Interpol is all over him. So I'm like, "I'm going to, I'm going to get get out out. of the. I'm going to go to America. (sighs) I start start over. I can count a bunch of people over there. Um, Totally, it's a whole (laughs) new, a whole new gang. But what he should have done was work on his American accent because that's where he blew it. Right? Yeah." When he arrived in San Antonio, everyone immediately accepted him. That is really weird. Except for Jason. Oh, so that's why. Oh, he wouldn't was really look weird. at him, right? And just said good luck and then just, wow. you know, wasn't involved. He just went back to his own life and huh. Okay. So, Frederick believed at any moment the Barclays are going to realize this mm-hmm. isn't Nicholas, you know. Yeah. But as the days and weeks went on, he kept he was like becoming more comfortable. Okay. Yeah, with being hey, Nicholas. A new fam. Right. He kind of got excited at the idea of going to an American school. Like maybe he could graduate high school and start a new life. And, you know, hey, this is a strange yeah. but exciting opportunity yeah. for me. Like, right. I actually so, have a future now. Right. Wow. Then the excitement kind of wore off, yeah. you know, because he was kind of fickle with his identities, <laughs> like I am with my hair. And every time his identity was questioned, He noticed that, like, Beverly and Carrie were, like, vehemently denied that there was any possibility this wasn't Mm. Nicholas. And he's like, God, they are, like – Why are they so into this? Yes. He starts thinking, well, the only explanation for why they would blindly accept him was if they knew the real Nicholas wasn't coming back. That's what I was thinking. Right? Because otherwise, what if this kid actually showed up then, right? Uh Uh-huh. We have something to hide. Frederick tells the FBI that Beverly confessed to him that she and Jason killed Nicholas and hid his body, and that Carrie was helping them cover it up. Wow. See, I figured it was Jason for sure, but – Right? Man, mom. So, uh, Frederick Bourdain, or Bourdain or whatever, Frederick was arrested after living with the family for almost six months. Wow. Six months he was doing this, right? So, he gets arrested – um, the FBI talked to Beverly and, and Carrie, and they're, like, shocked and horrified to find yeah. out that they've been duped by this 23-year-old career um. con man, right? But they deny having anything to do with Nicholas's disappearance. Mm-hmm. They're like, this – you know, and they're like, why Why would – this uh, this guy's, like, a habitual liar. Why would you even believe mm-hmm. what he's saying? Like, he has conned us. We, you know, we lost our brother and son, and yeah. now yeah. this guy's blaming us. This we're, This is horrible. This is, you know mm. – and they moved out of the house they had. And they moved out of the house, right? So they blamed their being so naive based on the fact that they were just so desperate to have Nicholas back. Right. Wait. And that they were totally duped. That could
1: be believable for a little while, but then right?
0: – Right? Yeah. that's That was the thing. So he did end up having all the tattoos, but like without pictures. Mm-hmm. And did they just not remember exactly what the tattoos looked like? Yeah. I, it's just – Right? It's just really weird. Uh, Beverly agreed agreed to take a lie detector test. Oh, wow. Right, okay, And she passed. Wow. Well. But according to the documentary, the FBI agent, Nancy Fisher, was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Give it to her again. Oh. So they okay. did. And she passed again. Yeah. Oh. And again, she was like, that doesn't make any sense. Do it again. And this time she failed horribly. And I'm like, well, does that even
1: count now? How many times can you – yeah, before it's like, okay, now I'm getting really right? nervous and I messed up my answers. And, exactly.
0: Yeah. Like, what's going on? So, like I, – which I just thought that was crazy. I mean, I know yeah. it's not admissible in court anyway, but, like – Right. How are they allowed to just keep giving her hmm. tests until they got the results they wanted? Yeah, like, I just – that part was really, like <laughs> – This is wrong. We've got to do it so again. so many things about this story that are just kind of yeah. messed up. So – According to Beverly, she lied on the test about stealing, and that that's why she failed.
1: Hmm, that's odd.
0: Okay, Uh, right. And after (laughs) that, different questions each time. After that, Hmm. she was like, "I'm not cooperating with police anymore." Like she shut it down. She's like, "No, I'm not." Great. Next, the FBI questioned Jason. Oh, right. Yeah, That's The one I want to hear from. Who was, I guess, in um, drug rehab at the time. Oh shit! He would not help at all. He would not cooperate. He would mm. not answer questions. He was combative. Also, street smart. Uh huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> the only thing he said was that he knew all along that it wasn't Nicholas, but he wasn't going to tell his family that. Okay. Because you were the guy. You because you were, were there. Because you know, like <laughs> you know, you did something to. You. Or he's just like, oh, they're desperate. I'm not going to burst their bubble. I don't know, but hmm. he was very like he didn't really care that. Obviously, his brother was still missing. He didn't care that a stranger had been living with them for six months. He didn't care that the stranger like this could be dangerous. Maybe the stranger could hurt them. Didn't care. He was just like you know, y'all suck. Bye. Right. So it was just really weird. FBI is like, okay, so they're totally suspicious of him. Yeah, but like shortly after the interview, he overdoses and dies. Oh fuck! No! God damn it! (laughs) Lights. Oh, he was the one i was <laughs>
1: banking on to,
0: to crack exactly god damn it oh god okay so in september of 1998 frederick borden mm-hmm. he pled guilty to passport fraud and perjury that's what they got him on okay <laughs> big whoop. Passport for, yeah right he was sentenced to 6 years in jail and he did all 6 years wow. i also read in that america that was, in america oh, that that sweet. was twice twice the recommended sentence that's odd. Well, he's so probably I like, guess,
1: please don't let me go. I've
0: got right. free food,
1: free TV, free everything I want.
0: Uh, oh, he was doing interviews from jail. And I even saw there's a clip in the um, documentary where Connie Chung hmm. is interviewing him. And from the prison, he was calling up different police departments around the country and saying that he had information on other missing kids. And it was all bullshit he's loving the spotlight right this is perfect life for me thanks for accepting Connie Chung right there on the camera is like but you didn't have any information right and he's like no and she goes why would you do this and he's like yeah I don't know he's got
1: issues okay
0: but then that's what the Barclays said they're like he's a habitual liar like you can't believe that he said yeah that mom confessed to him or anything like that I mean that's true Right, you can't believe any. So, anyways, he ends up being deported to France in 2003 when his sentence is up. They're like, yeah. America's like, we don't need this shit. We, we got our free own stuff problems this whole time.
1: All right, right have fun, French jails.
0: Wee oui, wee. Oui. Once he got back to France, he continued to assume identities of other people. Three of them were teenage boys. One of whom was a a real life 14 year old who was missing. They didn't arrest him, right? I mean, he was wanted. They didn't arrest him as soon as they were – as he landed? I don't know. (sighs) I don't know. But the next kid that he pretended to be who was a real-life missing person, Mm -hmm. they used DNA and they were like, you're not him. Like, I don't know how he keeps doing this. Like, I don't understand why he's not in jail. Like, I don't – Or an actor or finding his way, doing something new. In August of 2007, he married a French woman named Mm -hmm. Isabel and they had five kids. Oh, shit. Great. So okay, so that brings Ugh. us to 2007. In January of 2012 is when the documentary "The Imposter" premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, and it is the story of Frederick pretending to be Nicholas Barclay, and it's told using interviews of everybody involved. So you hear from Frederick, you hear from Beverly, Carrie, Charlie Parker, the FBI agent, the doctor, everybody, okay. but Jason, because this came out after Jason yeah, died, he died, right? But like, it's from their own mouths. So, what did they do with Nicholas? <sighs> Nicholas Barclay is still considered a missing person. God damn it. The police had to drop the murder investigation <sighs> after Jason's death because of lack of evidence. They didn't have... <sighs> so, they had started a murder investigation, and then they closed that, and they just went back to missing person because they had nothing. been killed by his family, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I thought that right away with Jason, mm-hmm.
1: with his reaction.
0: Mm hmm. The fact that he three months later said that he was back and tried to break it, like, yeah, like that making it look like he's still was around. Super suspicious. Yeah. Right. Like, that was really weird. Remember the private investigator, mm-hmm. Charlie Parker? Yes. Charlie, get back here. He's still convinced that Nicholas was killed mm-hmm. in or around that house. He was like, something happened to this kid in this house, and the family covered <sighs> it up. So. He went and spoke to the homeowner, the current owner of the house that they lived in when Nicholas disappeared, right? Yes. And he this is all on the on the um documentary. He went and he talked to him and he was like, Oh wow, okay. So the homeowner is like, yeah, he's like, uh when we moved in, our dog used to constantly try to dig in this back corner of the yard. Oh uh, right? Oh God. And then he says when he was mowing once, he mm. found like this tarp like material. And he tried to kind of dig it up, but it was kind of like disintegrating and stuff. So it was like breaking apart. And then he just kind of was like, all right, well, whatever. I can't get any more up. And he didn't think anything of it. (gasps) So together, Charlie and uh, the new homeowner like dug up the corner of the yard and they didn't find anything. No. And that is where the information stops. (sighs) So he could have been there could have been temporarily and then they yeah yeah, moved him or something yeah something but i don't think he i don't think he's alive anymore i mean and it could it could be that he overdosed like what if they got him into drugs too yeah or whatever or he really did run away and doesn't want to be found or something but
1: right oh my god that's messed up is that not and the family's like sweet this other guy's pretending to be our son we can totally take advantage of this situation
0: exactly who would have thought this is the perfect situation shouldn't they be held accountable for that too like I I, yeah (gasps) isn't that bizarre so they they still claim he's missing they still claim that he was (sighs) taken or how sad ugh how is that for a messed up story yeah
1: and that he found at that that Poor dumb guy, found somebody who yeah. actually
0: wanted to marry him. Oh yeah, totally. Although I believe she left him at some point.
1: I don't know. I uh, got I'm tired dispatched.
0: of him. I got she bored t- of him.
1: <laughs> so did she. She was okay. like, "I'm tired of you pretending to totally. be the dude down totally. the block." Totally.
0: So, would wow, you like to hear my sources? Up. Yes, oh, crazy of course. sources. Okay, so of course, this show this documentary called "The Impostor by director Bart Layton. Really good. Really messed up. Especially oh, because. Like, you hear from all of them, yeah. them well, except for Jason, you hear from all of them themselves. It is wow. messed up. Wow. Ranker.com, History101.com, Observe.com, uh, LostAndFoundBlogs.com, and of course, Wikipedia.com. Yeah, always.
1: Wow. That is a messed up story.
0: Isn't that crazy? So, when, yeah, that's what I said. Like, 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is my next story. Oh this is what I'm God. doing. We still don't know what happened to Nicholas Barclay. Damn it. Somebody give us info. We need to find this out. Yeah. It's right. On does the any, streets. Does anybody know? Have you seen him? <sighs> Has anyone seen a now 40-some-year-old? Uh, yeah. Oh, 40 some year old yeah. Kid, a 41-year-old wearing purple pants and a pink <laughs> backpack with a bowl <laughs> haircut? <laughs>
1: Chances are he, he loved that style. Did oh, not want to go. that's up. the
0: other thing. Um, he, If you see the pictures of Frederick acting as Nicholas, you're like, uh oh, I guess that's hmm. possible. Yeah. But like they did like the Center for Missing and Exploited Children did one of those age progression things yeah. and he was far better looking oh. in his age progression <laughs> than this guy was. <laughs> than this guy. This guy was Yeah not he so just much. was sleazy. Oh yeah. The sister said she recognized like the space between his teeth hmm. but he didn't have just like a space between his front teeth. All he was his, missing teeth, his teeth, had teeth had spaces. No, oh. <laughs> it was like everything was space. It was really gross. I was Ugh. like, dude, why is there space between every single one of your teeth? Yeah, you obviously had no dental work as a child. No, it was it was bizarre, and obviously he went through some shit or yeah. He... Hey, Oddies. thanks for
1: listening to another episode of ODFM. If you're a longtime listener, hey. We cannot thank you enough for your continued support. And if you're a new listener, thanks for giving us a try. If you like us, please drop us a like, subscribe, or rate us so we can share our stories with more people around the world. And if you'd like more information, like links to our podcast and socials, along with our Patreon fan page, those links are all on Linktree under ODFM Podcast. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E Side note, you guys, we're obsessed with fan art and we love making things with it, like stickers for our fans. So if you'd like us to use your designs, send it to us at odfmpodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your design, we'll be sure to send you a sticker.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM. Hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful.